Blythe Festival and Memorial Hall Tour. This tour begins at 431 Queen Street, Blythe Memorial Hall. After World War I, most communities in Canada erected memorial statues to honor their war dead. On June 5, 1921, Blythe constructed a grand building as its cenotaph. Huge crowds filled the second-floor auditorium, the ground-floor hall, and even the lawn outside. Dignitaries had to deliver their speeches multiple times to the various audiences. The auditorium hosted local and traveling shows, often with packed houses. The hall was used for dances, community dinners, and meetings. The Blythe Choral Society took to the stage and presented cantatas as fundraisers to pay off the building. Every November 11th, the community gathered in the auditorium for a service of remembrance for those who sacrificed their lives in wartime. Over the decades, the building was used less and less. Local historians think the popularity of television made the community less interested in live entertainment. Whatever the cause, eventually the auditorium was only used once a year for Remembrance Day services. The building was neglected and fell into disrepair. In 1970, the community decided to restore the building to its former glory. As they cleaned the building and did minor repairs, serious problems emerged. Outdated wiring, a lack of safety features, and issues with the roof that meant it needed to be completely replaced. This was the moment of truth. To repair the building was going to be very expensive. Some on council suggested the building should be torn down. The local newspaper wanted to find out what the citizens thought, so they conducted a poll. Should the building be saved or scrapped? The vote was nearly unanimous. The people of Blythe wanted to save the building. Council approved the funds and repairs began. But they had no idea what they were going to do with the building once it was repaired. Little did they know, in that very building, the Blythe Festival was about to be born. The seeds of the festival were sown in the winter of 1974 and 75. A theater student at Toronto's York University, James Roy, who had grown up in the Blythe area, worked on a play called The Farm Show. Paul Thompson, artistic director of Toronto's theater Pass Marai, sent Roy and other actors to visit the Blythe and Clinton area to research and create a play about farm living. The actors lived with the farmers, worked with them, observed them, and learned their stories. While here, the cast toured Memorial Hall, which had not been fully renovated yet. Municipal Council made them promise they wouldn't sue if the roof fell in on them. The farm show was presented in a local barn, and people came out in droves to see it. The size of the crowds showed there was an appetite for live theatre in this area. In March of 1975, James Roy, his spouse, playwright Ann Chislett, and their friend, newspaper editor Keith Rolston, rounded up volunteers for a board of directors so they could run a theatre company. Roy was determined to present the first season that summer. He saw on his mother's bookshelf a copy of Harry J. Boyle's Mostly in Clover, which was filled with funny stories of growing up in Huron County in the 1920s and 30s. Roy and a small group of actors created a hilarious show based on the Boyle stories. They also performed Agatha Christie's murder mystery, The Mousetrap, a play which had been running for 26 straight years in London, England. They hoped this would bring in the crowds if Mostly in Clover flopped. On July 9, 1975, 
mostly in clover, open to a full house. The Blythe Festival's first world premiere. Despite a sweltering auditorium, the audience was delighted by the show and spread the word. The festival had its first hit. That summer, Mostly in Clover sold twice as many tickets as The Mousetrap. It was settled. The company would produce Canadian plays that connected with local audiences. During Roy's fifth season at the helm of the theatre, Peter Cawley's psychological thriller, I'll Be Back Before Midnight, had its premiere. It would go on to become one of the most successful Canadian plays ever written, with productions across Canada and around the globe. Today, the Blythe Festival has premiered over 145 new Canadian plays. Their plays have repeatedly gone on to be shown across Canada and around the world. The Blythe Festival is now one of the most productive and acclaimed incubators for new theatre in Canada. And it happens right here in Memorial Hall. Good thing Blythe decided to save the building. To continue the tour, head into the middle building of Memorial Hall to see the Bainton Gallery. Check out the art while you listen to this next part. The middle building in the Blythe Centre for the Arts houses the Bainton Gallery. In 1976, one year after the Blythe Festival was created, local visual artists Bev and Ron Walker formed a committee of volunteers to create a public art gallery as a complement to the theatre festival. The aim was to showcase regional artists working in various media. The Blythe Festival Art Gallery was born. After a generous donation by members of the Bainton family in 1990, the gallery was renamed. For more information about the Baintons, see the Greenway Trail Tour. The Bainton Gallery hosts five shows annually, one group student show, one group community show, and three professional shows. Theatergoers often visit the gallery before a play or during intermission. Finish checking out the art. When you're ready, Walk over to 209 Dinsley Street for the end of the tour. This is the Phillips Studio, affectionately referred to as The Garage, which was actually its name until a donation from the Phillips family in 2008. At the front of the building is a small auditorium. Every year, the Blythe Festival brings in one or two traveling shows, often experimental or intimate theater pieces that work well in the smaller space. The studio is also where Blythe Festival's young company rehearses and puts on their plays. The Young Company is a Blythe outreach program for the area's youth. With professional guidance, they create their own show and present it to the community at the end of the season. The back of the building is where all the behind the scenes of the festival happens. Every year, a team of professional theater designers and techs descend on Blythe to work. This building is where they design and build the sets and costumes for all of Blythe's shows. It's also where the cast and crew celebrate after the premiere of their shows and at the end of each season. The Phillips Studio has a special place in the hearts of everyone who works at Blythe Festival. A building to honor fallen soldiers and a Canadian theatre powerhouse, Memorial Hall and the Blythe Festival prove that great things can happen when a community embraces history and the arts. The Blythe Festival runs every year in the summer and fall. Go online to blythefestival.com to see what's on or head back to the box office at Memorial Hall. This is the end of the tour, but check out our other Blythe tours, Greenway Trail and Village Life.